Welcome to Raising Globetrotters podcast. I am so happy you are here today. Welcome, my beautiful people. Today we are talking about navigating holidays and events with your ex. I feel like so often I'm talking about how to navigate things with your ex as a separated person or divorced person. And it's because I don't feel like I had a lot of examples of mature just like good ways to go about divorce. Well, that's not entirely true. One of my friends growing up, his parents had dinner together every Sunday and it really made an impression on me. I forgot about that. They would, every other Sunday, they'd have dinner together in the mom's house. And all the other examples I had in my life of divorce or on TV or in movies, it was very contentious, very uncomfortable, right? The partners, the ex-partners didn't talk to each other at best. And so that really did make an impression on me that there's a different way to do things. It felt very mature and mysterious. Like, how do you, how do you do this divorce? And like, it just felt very mellow. And that's what I'm going for with my separation and my divorce is I'm trying to forge a new path and set an example, especially for my kids, also for myself, that you can do this in whatever way it makes sense for you. And most likely, if you don't like what you've seen in your life or on TV or in movies, you're going to be doing it a new way, a way that you've got to make up. And so you're going to have some missteps and that's okay. So be really easy with yourself in this process because there's no right way to do it, but there are a lot of wrong ways to do it. And I feel like that's what we see most of. And so we're going to figure this out together. Today, we are talking holidays, events, parties that you know your ex is going to be there. So let's jump in. So for me... As much as I want to set a good example for how to do this, I find that unfortunately, no matter how grounded or good I feel in my life, I can still get triggered when I'm around my ex. And this is clearly my stuff. He is a very wonderful person. He's very calm. He's a good dad, right? When we get triggered, it's us. It's not them. It's a sign that there's something within us that we need to work on. And so this is part of the reason we're not together, right? Is we trigger each other. But if I'm prepared for the situation that's coming up, I have much more success. So there's just something about admitting that you're going to probably be triggered, even though you don't want to admit it and you don't want to be triggered. So you can set yourself up, you know, to go through this event. And feel good about yourself, not have any stories or gossip to give anybody to to go take home and talk about. So there is something though about being in a room full of people and feeling like all eyes are on you, like everyone's waiting for you to mess up or cause a scene. And this uncomfortable situation can be avoided with a little bit of preparation. So first thing I do, if I know that there's an event coming up, is I meet with my therapist the week before the event. This is a much do as much as we want to feel mature and able to handle the upcoming event. 
there's no better place to work through all your parts that are nervous, angry, uncomfortable, or simply wanting to hide under the covers. The more attention we give to those parts prior to the event, the less likely they'll show up and surprise you and be triggered on that day. So always have a session with your therapist, with your coach in those few days before the event, just to work through some of the things that are already coming up for you. And then I also always have a session planned for the week after the event. It's like taking the stress of having to process or manage anything in real time off of me. So if I get triggered, I can simply put that in the vault and wait and know, okay, I can, there's a trailhead. I can talk to my therapist about this in a couple of days, right? So you're bookending the event with support. You're giving yourself a lot of support before, beforehand. And then you're knowing for sure, okay, after the event, regardless if it goes well, or if, you know, some things come up for you to work on, you're going to have support afterwards. And the days leading up to the event, I'm extra diligent with self-care and alone time. This is not the time to be going out, spending time partying, eating all the ice cream in the freezer. You want to be feeling your best. And let's be honest, looking your best at the event. For me, feeling my best means taking lots of walks, having alone time, eating healthy, going to bed early, basically all the things that make me feel calm, cared for, safe. Because the truth is being in a room full of people with your ex doesn't feel calm. It feels triggery and intense, and that's all my stuff. So I like to just set myself up for not being tired, not being stressed, not being already overwhelmed going into this event. I want to feel ready to take on any challenge. And hopefully there are none, but I'm ready if there are. I don't think like preparing for a presentation or before I have to speak in front of a lot of people. I'm going to set myself up for success, knowing the better I feel, the better I'll act, speak, the better version of me will be showing up. So taking time in the days leading up to the event to go inside, sleep, rest, care for yourself is the best way to prepare for anything that might be a challenge. And I use the marathon metaphor a lot, but it fits. If you're running a marathon, you're not going to stay up late partying the days leading up to the run. You're going to take really good care of yourself so that you wake up feeling your best so that you can perform the best in that situation. Same thing here. You've done a lot of work. You might be nervous, scared, want to avoid, but now's not to in- the time to indulge those feelings. This is what your therapy time is for, is that nervous, scared, wanting to run away, right? But this is when you're on. This is when you're saying, I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to put my big girl pants on and and be an adult in this situation. And it can be a great time too to journal or connect with that f- one friend that, you know, you can be completely honest with about how you're feeling, but then it's set aside, right? It's like we so, so often see this on social media. Somebody writes something and it's clearly reactive. And then maybe the second thing they write is actually what they really wanted to say. So if you have a whole bunch of stuff you need to get out, get it out, but in your journal or in a safe, safe place with somebody who's really safe. Don't be posting on social media. Don't indulge in those negative feelings. Think of this as making it from point A to point B with the event in the middle. 
You want to wake up the morning after this event or party and feel proud of yourself, not shaming yourself and not like you made something worse, but like you set a good example for yourself and for your kids and for anybody else, you know, who was around you. Another thing to do in terms of preparation for a holiday or an event with your ex, and this may not be possible for you, and that's, I get that. But if you can, is there any way to communicate with your ex that could just make the event easier or less unpredictable? You know, so for example, are they bringing a new friend? Are you bringing a new friend that you might want to give them a heads up about? Are there any things you could coordinate, like meeting outside beforehand so the kids and you can all say hello and have a quick check-in and then you could even walk in? together, you know, just, just a brief check-in to see how they're doing. If you're able, this could give a connection on a friendly level that can set a precedent for the event. You're letting them know you're doing well, you care about how they're doing, and you're hoping to get through this event smoothly. So like I said, we don't always, you know, have that ability with our ex, but if you can, it's just another way where you're forging that new path, saying, I understand there are things that we don't do well, but this is something that I do want to be able to do well with you. So I'm going to lead by example. And this is your chance to lead by example, being the first to sort of give that olive branch of, I'd like to be friendly with you at these events. How can I make it easier? And if you know, you're up for some feedback with each other, right? That can be a back and forth. So this brings us to the actual event. Um, and just as an aside, an obvious one is look amazing. Just give yourself the gift of looking your best. You'll thank yourself later. I mean, dressing well, it causes you to hold your head higher, make eye contact, smile more. You just feel better. You feel in your power. So just do it. Just look amazing. Because even if you don't feel amazing, the people around you will compliment you and and it'll just help. So, all right, who's going to this party? Who's going to be there? This will tell you sort of what sort of conversations you'll be having and what sort of questions you're going to, you know, are going to be heading your way. So if it's with family, be ready for intrusive questions. If it's with friends be ready for intrusive questions if it's from you know with co-workers be ready for intrusive questions <laughs> so there's a pattern here right so as i've said before for some odd reason people think it's appropriate to ask you intimate and personal and triggering questions about your divorce divorce is just one of those life events where people cross boundaries and so this is much more a reflection of their own process. You don't have to answer these questions. You just don't want to be rude. They're going to want to know what's going on with the two of you. And so have some stock answers that are polite, but vague. So I'll give you a few. So one thing I like to say when someone comes up and, you know, is trying to, trying to stir up a little bit of gossip is like, oh, things are fine. It's no big deal. Right. Or we can handle it with both adults. Or we know how to do this. It's all good. Right. So that's sort of connecting you and your ex with a language that you're on the same page being adults doing this together. 
even if that's not true, you can make it true, right? And you can do it and you can play your part of that adult behavior. Because remember, no matter what the event or party is, this isn't the time to get into a deeper, deeper conversation about your ex and your relationship. So keep it simple and then turn the question on them. People love to talk about themselves. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. So ask them questions, let them talk, right? Just a quick, oh yeah, we're both adults. We can handle this. How are you doing? Right? Just that's not a topic for conversation right now. We're just going to move on. So that's kind of the general managing people. I know it can be really hard with conversations, but in these situations, just ask people about themselves and they'll just forget about you because people like to talk about themselves. It's, it's real easy to get people to talk about themselves. So another thing when you're at these events is people are taking a lot of pictures and I am not good at taking pictures. I'm not photogenic. I don't like the way I look at pictures. That's my own issue, right? Your kids are watching you. They're watching for these moments. And if somebody offers to take a family photo, or if your kid asks, if you can take a family photo, smile and get in the picture, just do it. If you're really uncomfortable, you don't have to stand right next to your ex, but it's a great time to set an example that you can handle this. It's simply a family photo because you are still a family. You're your own new version of a family and it might be undefined, but one thing you do is you take pictures together. You can go to family holiday events together. You can go to parties together. You can celebrate together. You can do things together in a mature way because you're an adult and you know that when you have things that you need to manage, you manage those on your time. And when it's time to show up and be there and be part of a group, you can do that as well. So smile, get in the picture, smile at how proud you are of yourself for getting through this so well. Smile for your kids who are watching you to know if things are okay or not okay. So let things be okay. Just do it. Get in the picture, smile. You don't ever have to look at it but your kids will have it and it will set that example for them. So third, if you're really struggling, take moments away. You can slip off to the restroom. You can tuck in and chat with an old friend or family member about their life, right? Always talking about other people. This is not your time to talk about your life, but find a way to get away and ground yourself. Check in with your breath, right? Take a deep breath. Make sure you are breathing. Wiggle your toes. Look at the beautiful surroundings. If all else fails, stick to two subjects, the weather and how beautiful the party is. Just get through it. If if you can't thrive in this situation, just survive. And that's okay. I give you permission to feel horrible inside the entire time and fake it. That's okay. Nobody has to know. <laughs> the one thing I don't have personal experience with yet <laughs> is either myself or my ex bringing a significant other to the event. So what I can offer, even though this isn't my experience yet, is if it's possible to meet them prior to the event, 
do that if it's appropriate to meet this person and have your kids meet this person. Hopefully you have a relationship with your ex where you can break the ice and 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 meet if it's not possible and you're nervous to go alone and meet this new person in your ex's life. See if you can bring a friend, bring your own plus one if you're able navigating that can be tough. And if you really are uncomfortable with it, avoiding somebody that you don't want to have a conversation with is a perfectly acceptable way to behave. Just don't throw daggers at them through your eyes, right? Just be able to almost act like they're not even there. And again, you've got the therapy session before, you've got the therapy session after, you can have your best friend on text on your phone and you can say all the things you want to say to them. But just don't do it with your kids watching you, right? It's really important that these moments where we can be really triggered, that we compartmentalize it and we save it for where it's supposed to be. So this brings up another point, which is don't drink. This used to be a big one for me. And, you know, I'm sober now, so this is not what I do. But if you can avoid alcohol at these events, it just reduces any risk of alcohol-induced unpleasantness. And remember, your kids are watching you. So if you're going into a difficult situation and you're relying on alcohol to get you through that, just be really careful with that relationship, right? Because that alcohol can lower your boundaries and get you into a situation that you might wake up regretting the next day. So be careful with your alcohol consumption. And then you're you're getting close to done here. I mean, just don't be the last to leave. If you know this event is going to be tiring, triggering, difficult, give yourself the gift of not having it drag out so long. No, you might find that you did such a great job preparing yourself for the event that you're actually having a good time, which is great. Just remember to leave on a good note. And this usually means being in the first third of people to leave. So if your kids want to stay longer, I, it, it can be tough, but just get yourself out of there. This, this isn't where you're thriving. Give yourself that gift. And here you are. You made it to the end of the event. You were calm, confident, radiating health. You connected with people. You avoided uncomfortable conversations. And you set a great example for your kids that divorce is not what they see on TV and movies. You are an adult, and this is how adults behave. Calm, cool, and collected. You can do this. You can do this. If you set yourself up and prepare for the event, you have the best chance of making it through without any issues. I know you've got this. Remember, you can only choose your behavior, not your exes or anyone else there. But regardless of what's happening, you can stay calm. You can be patient with yourself and others. You can get through this event knowing that this might be fake it till you make it. So give yourself a little celebration after. Go out to ice cream, get a massage, take your kids out for pizza. <laughs> can you tell that I reward myself with food? <laughs> but you can reward yourself any way that works for you. Maybe there's a nice blouse you've been wanting. And now every time you wear it, you'll re be reminded of how kick-ass you are and how well you handle difficult situations. 
Remember, this is a work in progress and you can get through this one step at a time. So have those steps be as supportive as possible. This is a big event. It's not something to go into unprepared. Go into it with kindness to self. The kinder you are to yourself, the kinder you'll be to those around you. And what better example can you set than that? You've got this. Raisingglobetrotters.com. If you need any extra support, reach out. I've got you.